United States Institute of Peace, along with Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124, now present their weekly podcast. Last week, Vice President Mike Pence was in Warsaw urging members of the community of Europe to join the United States in resisting the execution of the JCPOA, that is to withdraw, as the U.S. did from the agreement, the Iran nuclear deal. He got a lot of stony silence, if you will, as he was speaking. I make you a promise. On behalf of the president of the United States and the American people, if you stand with us in this noble cause, we will stand with you. Together, we will embrace a shared future, building on the best traditions of the past. Indeed, a lot of what happened at that conference last week kind of underscored differences between the U.S. and European approach to the issues. Let's talk a little more about what's going on in the Middle East with Lucy Kurtzer-Ellenbogen, who is director of the Israeli-Palestinian Conflict Program at the USIP, United States Institute of Peace. The Twitter handle is at USIP. Lucy, welcome. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me on. There was a stony silence, it seemed, after many of the statements made by the vice president last week. Uh, yes, there was. And in fact, uh, this conference really uh, underscored, as you mentioned, a lot of uh, indicative dynamics at play um, uh, right now in, in alliances around this issue. Um, the conference that was called by the U.S. and hosted by Poland, uh, it underscored a lot of things. It underscored tensions in the U.S.-European relationship vis-a-vis Iran, as we just heard. Um, a number of key European allies sent uh, low-level representation. Uh, but it also did a number of other things that highlighted the break in Palestinian uh, engagement with the U.S. The Palestinians didn't attend. Uh, it also put on display, particularly around this Iran issue, the growing rapprochement that we're beginning to see between Israel and the Arab states. Um, and finally, and related to the above, it also injected some sense that a um, Trump administration peace plan may be closer to being released. So many things happening at this conference. All right. So if there is a Trump peace plan, is there any sense of what the broad parameters of that kind of an agreement might include? Uh, No, uh, there is not. And I don't think anything at this uh, summit revealed any of that. Um, Jared Kushner was there. Um, He rarely speaks on these things. Our understanding is that uh, there was some discussion of plan, but primarily focus on what I think we do know will be an economic component of the plan. Uh, But beyond that, we don't know much at this point. Uh, We we think we know at this point that it won't be released before April 9th, which is the Israeli elections. date. But how long after that, how soon after that, uh, we still don't know. They may not uh, yet have decided. Um, and again, the, um, the devil will very much be in the details of this plan. What those political contours of the plan will be uh, will very much drive what the uh, reaction of the relevant players will be. Lucy, to the point of that April 9th election, it seems that every coalition that the Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has been managing to to cobble together has become more and more fractious over time and more unwieldy, but it does seem that he is headed that way. Is that the sense right now is that he's on his way once again to leading the government? Uh, that is the sense right now. Um, of course, you can uh, never account for what surprises may happen. We've still got time, but that does seem very much the sense. Um, and again, getting back to this issue of if, when a peace plan comes out, um, you know, one of the questions in timing is, 
how does that play into it? Does it come out after the Israeli elections? Their system is set up such that there are two months, essentially, um, for the um, winning party to form its coalition. Um, and one of the questions, of course, might be how that might factor in and what the different coalitions may or may not do when uh, presented with a peace plan that the U.S. would put forward. Lucy Kurtz, Ellen Bogan with us, director of the Israeli-Palestinian Conflict Program at the United States Institute of Peace. I wanted to see if there's a way that we can understand whether U.S. politics plays at all into the dynamic of these discussions taking place overseas. Some problematic tweets for Democrats. Ilhan Omar, who is a Democratic congresswoman, had had to apologize for some tweets that were accused accused of being anti-Semitic because of the their um, seeming embrace of BDS. You know, the the um, the, the sanctions anti-Semitic sanctions uh, mm-hmm. approach to, to the issue. And I just wonder, does that at all figure into the conversation that uh, the U.S. is dealing with this internally, or, or is that at just considered U.S. business? Well, uh, you know, this is very much um, a U.S. Uh, dynamic right now. You're beginning to see, and this has been this has been something you've been seeing develop over a, a number of years. Um, traditionally and still, um, the U.S.-Israel relationship has very much been um, a bipartisan uh, issue in the United States. Over the last few years, you've been seeing, um, uh, you know, a lot of discourse around this idea of is this becoming more of a partisan issue? Are you seeing more support among the Republican Party than the Democratic Party um, in the United States. And, you know, this this question is being underscored a little bit more with some of the newer members of the party, of the Democratic Party, um, who are uh, less centrist, if you will, um, on these issues um, than the Democratic Party has been. This currently, right now, again, is playing out um, on the uh, you know, in the U.S. domestic front um, um, and has not yet, um, you know, we'll see how this moves forward again, how it might relate to any foreign policy moves that U.S. might make, particularly with regard to, a, you know, a, a peace plan. And how does Saudi Arabia figure into this? I understand, I mean, there's a sense that Saudi Arabia and Iran are both seeking the same thing, hegemony in that region, but the United States has leaned more towards Saudi Arabia, often to its detriment because of the PR problems, if nothing else, with the idea that maybe it was the crown prince who was behind the killing of Jamal Khashoggi, but Israel's been relatively quiet on that. Do they feel better about that particular enemy than Iran? Um, well, certainly, I mean, one of the, the common ground issues, and again, we saw this on display very much at the um, Warsaw uh, ministerial uh, just last week, is that uh, Israel and Saudi, among some other states in the region, have really found common ground and with uh, the U.S. currently on the idea that Iran is really the, uh, the biggest threat. Uh, to the region. And so from Israel's perspective, where they can find um, common ground on that, uh, this is an important relationship uh, to foster. Again, there are not official uh, official relations between Israel uh, and Saudi Arabia. And one of the questions that everybody is asking is, is there a ceiling uh, to this growing rapprochement to these relations between Israel and the Arab states vis-a-vis Iran? And is that ceiling progress on the Israeli-Palestinian track? Uh, Traditionally, the the uh, wisdom on this has been that the Arabs will only go so far when it comes to normalization of Israel's relations um, until there is a resolution uh, to the Palestinian issue. So it, it seems we are, as often as the case, as many questions as there are answers, probably more questions than answers right now. <laughs> that is certainly, as always, the case. All right. Lucy, so much. Uh, thank you so much for joining us on POTUS today. Thank you very much for having me on. 
Lucy Kurtzer Ellenbogen is director of the Israeli-Palestinian Conflict Program at the USIP, United States Institute of Peace, taking the temperature of the possible Mideast peace program. Maybe something's going to be announced. It might wait till after the April 9th election in Israel, but we shall see how it moves forward. The Twitter handle is at USIP. This podcast has been brought to you by the United States Institute of Peace and Sirius XM's POTUS, Channel 124.